Hi, this is Dan. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I trust that it will encourage you and build your faith. If you'd like to connect with us further, our website is revivalnow.com, and you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Revival Now Dan Steep. We have the Revival Now app that you can download at your Play Store, and if you use Roku, you can find us on Creo TV. Enjoy the podcast and share it with a friend. Hi, welcome to Spiritual Talk. I'm Dan Steep, and this episode is being brought to you by Valara with Active Pure Technology. If you'd like to know how you can get an FDA-approved NASA-used technology in your home, business, or car that reduces 99% of airborne and surface pathogens, including mold, fungus, bacteria, including staph, and viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, email the address on the screen, info for Valara at gmail.com. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in and joining me for this episode of Spiritual Talk. I titled today's uh, lesson, How to Stay in a Season of Increase. Recently, I shared how to facilitate and possess supernatural increase. So how do we stay in a season of increase? You see, you, you actually don't have to take life as it comes. You don't have to just take whatever comes your way and just uh, act like there's nothing that you can do about it or assume that that's what God wants for you. Uh, God's will is not always done in this earth. And so uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, he told his disciples, he said, whatever you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. In other words, he was saying, I've got your back, and I will back you up from heaven. If you bind it, I'll bind it. If you loose it, I'll loose it. So that means there are things that we pray for, and there are things that we pray against. And he, we've been given authority as believers to bind things or stop them from happening, and to loose things or release certain things uh, into one's life. So there's a story in Genesis chapter 26. It's a story about Isaac. And I'm going to read uh, the first five verses of Genesis chapter 26. A severe famine now struck the land as had happened before in Abraham's time. So Isaac moved to Gerar, where Abimelech, king of the Philistines, lived. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. Live here as a foreigner in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. I hereby confirm that I will give all these lands to you and your descendants, just as I solemnly promised Abraham your father. 
I'll cause your descendants to become as numerous as the stars of the sky, and I'll give them all these lands. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. I will do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed all my requirements, commands, decrees, and instructions. So this is the direction that God gave to Isaac. Specific instructions from the Lord to not go to Egypt, which would be the logical thing to do, because that's where Abraham went during a famine. So why wouldn't Isaac do just like his father did? Sometimes it's a challenge to stop and listen to the Lord when we assume that we already know what we should do. I would think that there would be a temptation for Isaac to just assume that he would go to Egypt during this time of famine, just like his father did. Kind of a no-brainer sort of a thing. But we have, to, we have to check that and make sure that we always stop and inquire of the Lord, even when it seems common sense or obvious to us, because God had special instructions for Isaac. You see, tradition cancels transactions. In this case, God had a supernatural transaction that he was going to bring into Isaac's life. But if Isaac would have followed tradition and just done what his father had done, it would have canceled the transaction. Obedience to the Lord is always paramount. And then there's that old saying, just a, a worldly saying, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. So sometimes we have to, in the face of what seems obvious and common sense, seek the Lord and obediently follow His instructions regardless of whether our, our human thinking and reasoning uh, wants to override it. Just like sometimes when we're experiencing bad things in life, we have to change the seed that we're sowing. Because you reap what you sow. Sometimes you just have to change. You have to, not for the sake of change, but particularly when you're being divinely led to go in a specific direction. And this is what uh, God said. To, to Isaac, hey, you're going to stay here in Gerar. You're not going to Egypt. And, and here's my promise. I'll be with you in that place, and I will bless you in that place. This is the Lord saying, live as a foreigner in this land. It doesn't matter. I've got your back. I've got a plan for you, a plan to prosper you. So if you'll just go where I tell you to go, if you'll trust that my wisdom is greater than yours, I'll be with you in that place, and I'll bless you in that place. And I would personally rather be in an undesirable location with God and with His blessing in my life than I would rather be in a place of my preference without His presence and without his blessing. Sometimes God's direction doesn't make sense to the natural mind. 
That was the case for the Apostle Paul when he wanted to go into Asia. He wanted to go and continue to take the gospel in that direction, but the Holy Spirit prevented him from doing it, prevented him twice, and then sent him to Macedonia. It didn't make sense. Like, it didn't make geographical sense. He was going to pass by places that he wanted to stop and minister in order to just move on to Macedonia. But it ended up being, uh, like, a vital of vital importance, taking the gospel to Europe. Europe became a lighthouse for the gospel for many years. Europe was the place that sent missionaries out throughout the world. Europe was a place that protected the scriptures during the Dark Ages. Europe was a place that ultimately led to the printing press and, and mass production of the Bible. All those things because Paul listened to the Holy Spirit and didn't uh, follow the, dire the direction that his natural mind wanted him to go in. So the simplest way I could say it is only do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Even if you don't like what he says, even if what he says doesn't make sense to you, even if you think you have a better way, only do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Leads me to my first point. Listen and obey the Holy Spirit. Listen and obey the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14, the scripture says, All who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. All who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. How do you know if you're a child of God? You're led by the Spirit of God. You obey the Spirit of God. And in the absence of a clear direction, fast and pray until the answer comes. Humble yourself in prayer and fasting before the Lord, because the blessing of the Lord follows obedience every time. Number one, listen and obey the Holy Spirit. Number two, don't allow sin in your life. See sin for what it is. Destructive, a barrier between you and God, and that thing which ultimately, if left unchecked, leads to death. Don't allow sin in. Why? Well, I've, number one, if it's not an, a, a good enough reason, you don't want to die. You don't want to spend eternity in a sinner's hell. But there's very practical benefits while you're living here on earth. Jesus said, I came to give you life and give it to you abundantly. And holiness, right, righteous living, living apart from sin, Holiness unlocks unending fruitfulness. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. Right? Remember, don't allow sin in. Or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. Right? Oh, the joys who don't follow in that direction. But number two, they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. Those people 
who don't follow the advice of the wicked and, and hang around with sinners and join in with them, those same people who delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on it day and night, verse 3, are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. They're like trees that are planted by unending blessing, unending sustenance, and unending fruit. They bring fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither. They prosper in all that they do. We're talking about staying in a season of increase. How do I prosper in all that I do? Don't follow the advice of the wicked. Stand around with sinners. Join in with mockers. But delight in the law of the Lord. Meditate on it day and night. And you'll be like a tree planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither. And they prosper in all they do. So don't allow sin in. See it for what it is, an enemy. It's a, it's a trick. It's a tactic of the devil to lure you away from the path that leads to prosperity in all that you do, that leads to being planted by a supernatural source of unending blessing and fruitfulness. Uh, Job chapter 36, verse 11. If they listen and obey God, they'll be blessed with prosperity throughout their lives. All their years will be pleasant. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Isaiah 1, 19. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. As I live for God, I will have the best in Jesus' name. These, these are steps for, for staying in a season of increase. I know people who contend for supernatural increase, but there are far fewer people that have the ability to stay within that supernatural increase once they receive it. How do you stay in a season of increase? Listen to and obey the Holy Spirit and don't allow sin in your life. And number three, sow where you're set. Remember, sowing and reaping. Whatsoever a man soweth, that will he reap. So you can sow your way into a season of increase, and you can sow your, your way into staying in that season. But you have to commit to sowing where you're sitting. I know all kinds of people that are waiting to sow their seed until they're in what they consider the optimal situation. They're waiting until they get to their ideal, preferred destination and future. And then when I get there, then I'll start sowing. But the key 
to staying in a season of increase is sowing where you're set. Because that's how you get into increase and stay in increase. So back to Genesis chapter 26, the story of Isaac. In a time of famine, being instructed by the Lord not to go to Egypt, but to stay in Gerar. So in, in Genesis chapter 26, verse 6 says, So Isaac stayed in Gerar. He obeyed. He listened. He did what God told him. Now look what the result of him staying and following the Lord's direction. Verse 12 of Genesis chapter 26. When Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted, for the Lord blessed him. What is that? That's supernatural increase. He was in a season of increase. He harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted. There's no earthly explanation for that phenomenon. Verse 13 says, He became a very rich man, and his wealth continued to grow. He acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle and servants, that the Philistines became jealous of him. So he was a foreigner in their land, and everything that he touched turned to gold. And they were exceedingly jealous of him. Why? How did that happen? He sowed where he was sitting. He didn't wait until the famine was over. He didn't wait until God moved him to a, a more choice location. He obeyed the Lord. And he, he, when, when he settled there, he didn't just settle there idly. He planted crops. He got busy. Harvested 100 times more grain than he planted. Became not just a rich man, very rich, wealthy. So many flocks of sheep, goat, herds of cattle, and servants that the Philistines became jealous of him. The story goes on. They tried to sabotage him, but it wouldn't work. Because God's hand was upon him. And it all comes back to what God said to him. Verse 3, live here as a foreigner in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. Even if it doesn't make sense in your natural mind, don't wait to sow. Because you go where you sow. Don't wait to sow. Cast it out. Obey the Lord. Obey and don't delay. Because when you delay, when you delay in sowing, you delay in reaping. And God blesses the work of your hands. So give him something to bless. That's what Isaac did. He worked. And he gave God something to bless. 
and God will take you from poor to rich to stupid rich. He'll take you from not enough to more than enough to rich to wealthy. God has no problem putting his obedient children in excess and keeping them in excess in that season of increase. It all starts with being God's obedient child. Are you a child of God? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Savior? Have you accepted the free gift of salvation that's offered to you through Jesus Christ? The simplest way that I can say it that cuts through all the justification and rationalization is this. If you were to die today, do you know for certain, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would spend eternity with Jesus in heaven? If your answer to that question is anything other than a resounding yes, I've got good news for you. The remedy has been provided through Jesus Christ. It is nothing that you can earn or achieve. All you can do is simply receive it. Receive his free gift of grace. How do you do that? You can do that by praying a simple prayer of salvation. You see, it's not a long, fancy prayer that saves, but a short prayer prayed from a place of sincerity in your heart. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So I'm going to offer a simple prayer of salvation. And if you repeat this prayer out loud with your mouth, you can be certain of your salvation. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sinfulness. I repent. Please forgive me of my sin and come into my heart and make me a new person. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer out loud after me, let me be the first person to welcome you to the family of God. You're my newest brother or sister in Christ. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So by the authority of God's word, if you prayed that prayer out loud after me, you are saved. You're born again, and you're on your way to heaven because you have Jesus in your heart. Please take a moment and go to my website at revivalnow.com revivalnow.com. There's a big red button on the front page of the website that says, I just got saved. Click that button and it'll take you to a place where you can do a couple of things. Number one, you can view some video resources that I've prepared to help you get started in your Christian life. And number two, you can fill out your contact information. And if you'll fill out your contact information in its entirety, I'll make a threefold promise to you. Number one, your information will not be shared with anyone. It won't be used for any marketing or solicitation purposes. You won't show up on any email list. You won't receive any phone calls. Number two, 
I'll pray for you by name because now I'm going to know who you are. And number three, I want to send some resources to you that'll help you get started in your Christian life. So go to revivalnow.com, click I just got saved, and follow the prompts from there. And thanks for joining together with me in this episode. This episode is being brought to you by Valara with Active Pure Technology. If you'd like to know how you can get an FDA-approved NASA-used technology in your home, business, or car that reduces 99% of airborne and surface pathogens, including mold, fungus, bacteria, including staph, and viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, email the address on the screen, infoforvalara at gmail.com. Well, thanks again for uh, spending this time together with me. I trust that this segment of Spiritual Talk has been helpful to you, been a blessing to you. I'm praying for you, and until we get to meet again, be blessed in Jesus' name.